time now for the general uh, coronavirus podcast. I mean, um, the the general knowledge virus. No, what are we called again? Coronavirus podcast. I can't remember. Anyway, we've done so many on it. <laughs> That's, is uh, we are going to talk about it again. Sorry, folks. It's a general knowledge podcast, season two, episode ten for this one. Um, I really thought it would be over by now, to be honest, boys. But uh, we are going to talk about it again today, as well as a few other things, of course. But uh, today I am joined over Skype with, of course, Ethan Nash from TOTT News. And in studio, in studio, I love saying that. It's just my fucking spare bedroom with a computer in there. But I've got Andy with me right beside me. Andy, how you going, brother? Woo, woo, woo. Run for your life. Run for your life. <laughs> Coronavirus is going to kill you. <laughs> oh, we're in lockdown. Children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. We are... Suddenly in the twilight zone, Lee. Oh, mate, big time. Uh, Ethan, uh, can you are you allowed to make it outdoors there? Are you in lockdown where you are, brother? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I uh, I should probably start self-quarantining myself uh, just to stay away from all of the fear-mongering and oh. all of the idiots that are out there, mate. Everything's going mad. It's all happening it right really, now across Australia, isn't it? You're right, and you say that often, but you're absolutely right. It is all happening. It's just fear central, and there's morons everywhere. Media's fucking hyped up to lies, and <laughs> oh, I just, I just want to get like Adam, like Adam from the Crasfell says, just stop the planet. I want to get off. You know what I mean? Like, just let me off this thing. It's fucking. <laughs> I'm so over it. Man, yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. it's uh, it's been a very interesting uh, last couple of weeks since our last podcast chatting about this things are escalating pretty quickly by the day so it's going to be interesting to to see where this heads and it seems like all the pieces are starting to fall together gentlemen it really is actually i mean in the last uh, we've been pretty good doing this podcast every two weeks so for the last couple of episodes we've been on the ball um pretty much recording every sunday for the last couple of um two fortnightly shows and uh yeah, the stats are going pretty good. We're getting lots of downloads of the of the podcast. Um, yeah, people are really loving what we're doing. And um, shout out to oh, I should have it ready. Hang on, had a lovely lady pass on a little donation as well, which I thought was wonderful. So that'll go towards uh, producing the the website and the podcast. Lovely lady by the name of Diane West. Diane West, if you're listening, thank you so much. Uh, every little bit helps. So thank you, Diane, for your little contribution. Uh, she's been emailing me as well, and she's got some little comments, which I'll, I'll go through very shortly. Um, before I do, yeah, you're right, Ethan. Um, this, you know, we, we I know, like I said, we've harped on a little bit for the last couple of episodes, but things are accelerating so quickly. There's, you know, every day, it seems to be another level of craziness. You know, mm. we've got, um, talking about, you know, since the show last time, they've now closed an entire country of Italy. You know, the borders there are shut. They've... What else are there? There's towns in the U.S., there's cities in the U.S., there's um, events all over the country being cancelled from even basic surfing events on the on the Gold Coast to major Easter shows in Sydney that we just talked about before, Ando. Mm. Um, I mean, I've got tickets for The Offspring, but fuck me, I'm thinking like it's not even... I, mean, I reckon that's going to get cancelled on me too, which will be spewing. The wife and I are spewing. We've already, bought, we've already booked the hotel room, you know? Like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what can I say to you, General? It's just uh, it's uh, Australia has gone into hyper lunacy this week, mm, big time. Um, I mean, our illustrious leader Scomo is, uh, you know, they're saying well, the, the ban on public gatherings of five hundred or more kicks in from Monday onwards. 
which is, of course, just in time for him to see his Sharkies play on the weekend, so he doesn't have to cancel that event. And uh, apparently he's got a big Hillsong event that he's been attending as well with, like, thousands of people for that one, for his little Hillsong church, which he's tied up in. So that, of course, finishes on the weekend. So come Monday, when that's all done, then he can put the ban in place, you know, because then it's real. Then, then things get real, hey, Ethan? Yeah, that's it, General. Just got to tie up a few loose ends and, uh, you know, he even uh, laughed about it in his little press conference that I, I watched. It went for 40 minutes just to see what all the updates are. And, yeah, it just seems like it just falls into perfect position, mate. How funny, how ironic. Yeah, it, it, it just that, that to me just says right there that this is just a load of fucking shit, you know what I mean? Um, but that's what we kind of want to get to the bottom of in this and I'll, I'll just point folks to my recent article which I put up on Real News Australia um, because this is what we've really been talking about since the beginning is the whole fear campaign behind this thing. It's pure fucking scaremongering and fear coming from all sorts of angles, from the media from the governments, from even just from people in the public and even from alternative media sources um, who aren't really doing their due diligence and, and probably... Um, falling victim to a lot of this sort of the bullshit that's out there you know they're i can't prove it and i don't think they can prove it either but you know they're tying it all into 5g and and then you get people coming out saying look you know these these 60 gigahertz 5g which is all getting switched on is you know can't even pass through you know like uh, the walls of your house let alone anything else and yet that's being blamed for people dying from from this disease like it's just crazy like um it's a bit full-on so that's why i put up this article uh, i won't go through the whole thing but just the points i wanted to bring up um i'm sure did you guys get a chance to have a read of this one uh ethan did you get a chance to have a read yeah mate had a had a read through it cool Ando, yep. did you read this no. one no you haven't read this one all right so i i put this up the other day um yeah i'll, I'll so I'll just read the first paragraph out just for starters because everyone will understand what we're going through when I say it. You know, toilet paper madness, grocery store shelves raided, citizens bashing each other uh, for supplies, conspiracy theories floating about the internet, social media groups touting all sorts of wild ideas and blaming 5G or bio-warfare labs breaching containment, our governments eroding our rights and tightening their control grid on us. Ah! Enough! <laughs> like that's, I was just so frustrated. This is what we're seeing. This is what's going on. Uh, and I'm trying to get people to remember back to the big events like 9-11 and stuff like that. And just try and cast your mind back and remember what they put us through. They put us through nothing but fear and terrorism and everything's coming to get you. It was just they kept reiterating the same thing over and over and over again. I even saw a stat the other day talking about how many hits the word coronavirus has had in the media. And it was like 1.1 billion hits in a day or some shit. You know, like it was just ridiculous. It was just getting touted that much. Um, so I just wanted people to just remember those incidents and how we, we didn't know what was going on when it happened. All we needed to do, instead of jumping to to conclusions and to wild theories was to gather information that's really what we sort of need to do is just keep gathering information keep work trying to work out what's going on but don't sit out there and say this is what's happening because we really don't know and we have we still don't even know what really happened in 9-11 we're only just piecing it bits together now you know so for for people to come out and say this is what it is right now uh, you, you just can't trust it um, especially if it's coming out of China itself we can't trust anything coming out of China um, so this is why I put this article together, basically 
and I highlighted one specific paragraph, which was the reaction to this problem is the real issue, not the problem itself. If you fall victim to believing in the problem, then you're sure to follow the same fate for the solution that will be offered up. Um, and that, that about pretty much sums it up. I mean, you can go and check out that article there on realnewsaustralia.com titled, The Scariest Thing About Coronavirus Is the Reaction to Coronavirus. Um, because that's what we're seeing. We're seeing nothing but, I guess, the reaction they wanted to see from the public. And I guess they've, they've helped push that along in the media too. And, the, you know, things like the government, uh, I think, have also helped push that along too, especially with things they're trying to put in place now with this new rule here in Australia for those who are listening overseas. As of Monday, no, gather, no unnecessary gatherings of 500 people or more. Um, so sporting events cancelled. Um, there's an Easter show happening in Sydney cancelled. You know, concerts cancelled. The F1, I think on wherever yeah, that was, cancelled. You know, like all no, these big events that people and towns and cities rely on for you know tourism money and this um, companies relying on all these things cancelled, gone. You know what I mean? Like. It's, it's really going to cause a major problem. So, Ethan, what does the government then come and do to, 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 you know, to try and help, I guess, keep things moving? What was, what was their solution, mate? Do you remember? When was this, General? Well, just recently they, they announced a big stimulus package. Because oh, they, yes. Like, you've got to keep spending money, people. Stop spending money. Well, they, we're trying to spend money. We want to go and have fun and do events and things, and you're not I fucking letting us. I thought the government was broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. Where, where's, where's this, this money, where's coming, from? money coming from? Where's money coming from? Oh, I don't know. Probably borrowed money from Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, Israel's probably giving us money to spend. Or the banks or someone just to give us a bit more debt anyway. Oh, that's what we see, Ethan, is, uh, you know, we're seeing, oh, shit, economies are slowing down because of what we're doing and what we're telling them to do. And yet then they go, oh, here's a whole bunch of cash, you know, just go and spend that. Keep mm -hmm. us going. You know, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. I just don't get it. What's your, yeah, what's your take on that, mate? Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, the stimulus package, you know, we all know that's a that's a big sham, the $17 billion, which most of it's going to be funneled, you know, through small businesses and through massive corporations like Woolworths and everything like that. It's a bit different from the global financial crisis stimulus package that went into our bank accounts. It's just going to go to businesses to supposedly help support us as, you know, they're announcing that most workplaces are going to have to work from home or be closed down eventually you know, companies like Woolworths uh, and Telstra and, and all of these big conglomerates are already putting in actions and plans to get people to work from home. And all of this money is just going to go to the big businesses, you know, and, and the rest is going to go through one-off payments through through welfare support, through New Start and disability and all of these things. But as you said, mate, it's just, it's it, it doesn't make a difference at the end of the day. It's um, it's all a big sham, and it's it's very interesting that this is used as an excuse now for the budget to not make stimulus. This big promise that, you know, the budget was going to be back on track. Well, it's no longer going to be back on track. In fact, it looks like from what Scott Morrison said yesterday, we're going to go through a very tough economic time ahead. So you know, it's very interesting to see, mate. Mm. Mm. And what do you reckon? Like, you, from the last two weeks that we've done this yeah. podcast, things have ramped up. We've seen, you know, countless things coming up in social media and the news and countries taking things to the whole level. Apparently, this has gone worldwide. 
but in your, I want to hear what your honest opinion is. Excuse me, of this um, coronavirus now declared pandemic mm. uh, around the world. So what I'm seeing at the moment is <clears throat> the economy crashing. Okay, so we're talking about economic pain at the moment, which is uh, exactly what was happening with the climate change fraud. So with the climate change fraud, it was about pulling down our Western economies by taking away available energy, right? And by taking away available energy and making it super expensive, it's, it's a slow way of reducing the effectiveness of our economies. So this is another, uh, in my mind, at the moment, let's, let's just get away from the, the, you know, rolling out mandatory vaccines and all of that for a moment, which I think may come down the track. But let's just have a look at it at the moment. It's like a pull down of Western economies, mm. which is what we've been seeing for the last few years with the climate change fraud. Um, so, and this, if you look at it uh, for what it is at the moment and how rapidly it's rolled out, just as this, for the month of March, it's been a rapid ramp down and a massive kick in the teeth of um, Australian economy and, of course, US economy and, and all Western economies have, have uh, uh, at the moment, grinding grinding to an ugly halt like a car engine running running out of oil um and the way what i'm what i'm seeing at the moment is is just more more of that pull down um where where without reason without any intelligence they're cancelling things they're shutting down industries uh without without any any real basis or evidence of of doing that um, so yeah, look, it's, it's interesting times ahead, but at, at the moment I, I, all I can see is like a pull down of, of economy. You've seen our ASX has been tanking this week. Well, they had to close Wall Street, suspend Wall Street like for two days, didn't they, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. A lot of companies are going to go, go down and go down hard. Uh, a lot of small businesses are going to go down hard. Tourism sector in Australia will be on its knees. So... Um, could, could this be a big consolidation grab by, I guess, the powers that be? So, you know, share markets crashing, prices of things go down, mm. people who still have money are going to go bang, 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 I'll grab all those. Yeah, you know? well, that has already happened in China. In Chinese uh, stock exchanges, that already is like, there is already evidence of that happening right now. Mm. I think that will definitely happen. People will, will, will pick up on, on that there. But I don't think that's the primary reason for... Uh, people, you know, for that's just, I guess, a side. It's thing, just so a gonna, side it's thing. It's a, happen. it's a mini, tiny, smart thing. Whoever is responsible for these things doesn't care. Money is a very small thing. All right. Know? So I, I know you don't know the answer, but let's float. Uh, let's theorize a little bit. Let's throw it out there. Mm. What would be, I guess, your best guess or you know, hypothesize, if you will, of why? Why is this being done to us? Why is this being done to the world? What's causing this and why are they doing it? Well, the the UN have always had an agenda to equalise humanity, and basically like socialism. 
socialism. Yeah, it, it's it, they want a level playing field. They want they want Africa, and you know, and America and Australia, if you like, on the same playing field, equal level. Okay, because it's it's easier for a slave race to you know if it's all the same. You know, you don't want your slaves. Some of them you know, high up in, you know, high, high in economy and mm. doing well and having money and, you know, able to govern themselves and things like that. You need them pulled down to the same, you know, shitty level as the rest of them. So this is like ushering in of a new economic system, perhaps? Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's control, mm. okay? You can't, you can't have control when you're on your knees, well, I know that the green the green movements in the UN have been calling for this. They've been calling for it, and they've even said it many times. You can watch videos of them saying this, that they want to usher in, and they're calling for a new world economic system. Um, so I guess the only way to perhaps usher in something like that would be to bring it all down first or try and level it off, like you're saying. Um, and I guess that kind of makes sense, you know, in a, in a way. But this all kind of does come back to... Um, you know this whole UN twenty agenda twenty one agenda twenty thirty because you know we're on our way there. It's only a decade away. Mm. Things take time. We know things do take time, um, but they've got to get started someday. And maybe this is what we're seeing. This is you know we're, we've seen we've seen small steps here and there. Now we're starting to see. All right, now we're taking a big leap. You know they've figured that everyone's ready for it. Let's take a big leap and move, uh, move uh, a little bit closer to. Um, to that 2030 agenda of being there in a one-world government type situation in a one-world economy. It seems to me, you know, like the plan for 2020 has been in the wind for a long, long time, General. Mm. So, you know, like, and, and as soon as January 2020 rolled its rolled around the corner, the plans, to me, it felt like they were being executed. Um, that they, that they, it feels like to me that, like, someone somewhere some entity it's they're sick of waiting now it's it's like yeah it's like this things new, aren't moving fast enough new <laughs> new decade it's time for you know like like to execute the plans and this this feels to me like a well orchestrated business plan okay yeah, it, it feels very very much like um you know uh, on this date, execute. On this date, execute. On this date, roll out this. Execute this plan. Mm, mm. You know, uh, it feels exactly like that. So, so my my logic is telling me that economies, um, businesses are like under serious threat. This is a pull down. This is a takeover, and um, it's a long way to go. But it's a it's a it's a start of that pull down. Interesting. Uh, we've got no. We've got no decent manufacturer anymore. We've our car manufacturers all closed up. Uh, we're uh, we're totally reliant on import imports now, and now it's time for a pull down. Okay, so the the uh, coronavirus thing to me just seems like a like a convenient tool yeah. for well, for this. Funny you should say that. Can you read that quote I've got just there? Yeah. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that is an opportunity to do things that you think could not do before. That's from Rahm Emanuel, the 55th mayor of Chicago from 2011 to 2019. So he was quoted as saying that um, back in the day. But yeah, I've even heard 
similar usherings of similar words from Hillary Clinton as well. And, you know, they're all about that. They're, they want to act when some sort of crisis pops up and they, want, they, want, they don't want to let a good crisis go to waste. But Ethan does... Um, I actually quite... Well, I reckon Andy's on the ball, actually. Um, I reckon he's pretty pretty well um, sorted out with what he was saying just before. Do, would you tend to agree with that? Or, or do you think maybe that's... Have you got another idea? What's, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, thanks, General. So a bit to respond to there. I'll try to do my best. Yeah, you're right. um, in terms of the coronavirus itself, as we said at the start of the episode, all the pieces are starting to come together. As we've spoken about over the last few weeks, the coronavirus itself, this big, bad, deadly flu, you know, it ultimately is a hoax. It's, it's, it's a manufactured fear event that's going to have real consequences. But what were the real consequences? And I'm glad you fellas mentioned the, the UN agenda because that's something that uh, we published on uh, tottnews.com um, before the bushfires, as Andy said, this year has just seemed like a calculated uh, rollout of that plan. But before the bushfires and before this coronavirus, the United Nations called for an overhaul of the world trade system. Yeah. This was at their Green Summit. They called for an overhaul. Now, most people didn't see the significance of this because they still think that the UN's not really an influential body. But it really is, you know, the World Health Organization and all of these bodies, as soon as they say something, the rest of the world follows. We've yeah. seen that with the pandemic declare. So, exactly. So, we always knew that this was a hoax, but it, it, it it's all about where is this going and what is the agenda. And I caught a lot of flack for this back in the ARP days when, you know, Greece and these countries are going through austerity. Because, you know, it was, you know, money's all a hoax. It's all, you know, it doesn't really matter. But And, and I agree with that. I agree the whole system is a big sham. But the problem is, is the, the, the MPC masses, the brainwashed people out there, they react whether it's real or not. They create the real situation. That's it. So it doesn't, so it doesn't matter if the, the economy is a sham. It doesn't matter if coronavirus is a sham. It's how the lemming masses are going to react to it and how they can be controlled after that. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reality of what this situation is. The coronavirus is a hoax, but now, and, and again, this has escalated so quickly to the point where a week ago it was, you know, let's not really pay attention to it. And here we are now with, you know, international, you know, people shutting down borders, air flights, all of this type of stuff, um, you know, countries in, in Southeast Asia, you know, you have to be scanned to go into shopping centres, you have to be scanned to just go into anywhere. They've got thermal heaters that are all out, which, you know, this isn't all real. It's all props to make people believe that it's real. But it sent the whole world into to chaos. It sent them all into fear. And you mentioned at the start, General, due diligence um, of the alternative media. Well, I don't think it's their due diligence. I think that this is intentional by them. The alternative media and the mainstream media working together as they do and have always done to disrupt the narrative so that people can't see what's really going on. But all we have to do is just look at the news events. I mean, they're talking about this is going to have serious economic problems. And that's interesting when you think of things like the bail-in laws, where they can just take all the money out of your bank account, not just your super, if 
the the economy collapses again. These were laws brought in after the global financial crisis. You know, we've seen biomedical industry surge through this whole process. They've made billions, $17 billion or something, the top six biomedical industries have, have made during this period. And there's reports saying that this is going to bring in a new era of vaccine innovation because they're saying this is just COVID-19. You wait till COVID-20 and 21 comes along, this will be a never-ending process. So we're going to have to develop more and more vaccines. Supermarket sales are surging. And I think it all goes back to that point that you guys were talking about. And I think, Andy, you know, I think you're on the money with this, mate. It is all a consolidation because economic collapse doesn't mean the end of everything. Economic collapse just means that the most vulnerable are affected. And the most vulnerable, like they're just going to keep weeding away society, small businesses, all of this type of stuff until the only thing that's left are massive international conglomerates that are all the shops, that are all of your... Um, you know, your bank accounts, pretty much all of the resources will be owned by very few companies. And this is the way that it just keeps getting eroded. And it seems natural because it's a, it's a somewhat survival of the fittest model. But they're initiating the chaos to, to bring this in. Now, it's, it's still early days. You know, we've, we've still got to remember that the fear of all of this is still of the virus itself. That's we still need to look at the logic with that. You've got to remember with cases like swine flu, there were 12,000 US deaths. There's only been about 40 still today in the, in the United States. Mm. So we've still got to keep an objectivist head with it. But from what we're seeing with national shutdowns, you know, all of these crowd gatherings being banned, international flights. I mean, you said the tourism industry is going to struggle. Flight Centre are closing 100 underperforming branches. So there's you know, hundreds of Australians out of a job and most people can't work from home. So once they announce the measures that you're going to have to work from home for a few weeks or or a few months, that's going to lead to more chaos. So even though the whole thing's a sham, the lemming masses react and it's it's all just going to unfold like that because the programming is that strong, not just from mainstream, but from the alternative channels general. Yeah, yeah. I like your use of the term NPC. For those that don't know, it's the non-player characters that you're having video games that aren't part of the actual thing. They're the, <laughs> the lemmings that are just in the game. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good use of that term, mate. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what... Unfortunately, you know, and we've explored this on the members part of my website, unfortunately, when you look at the studies and you, you do the observations, um, you, you know, the evidence is clear that we're not all the same. And there's some serious questions to be asked about the so-called noble masses that we're trying to awaken. It might seem like a losing game. And I think that the coronavirus, mate, is, is another example of this. Look at the NPC behaviour from from something that's that's literally a hoax. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, big time. I do still find it interesting that, you know, we're seeing in countries like Italy... Hong Kong, Iran, and France and stuff, they're, they're, they were having big uh, movements and gatherings and uh, protests and all this sort of stuff. And then, you know, COVID-19 strikes and uh, all those countries are locked down mm, and the Hong protests Kong. stop and everyone goes and hides in their homes. And, you know what I mean? So it's been a useful tool on, on a whole lot of levels, this thing. You know what I mean? Like they have... Yeah. 
they this is like the the Swiss Army knife of of disasters. You know what I mean? They're getting there's so many tools out of this thing that they're using. That's <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying, General. Now, sort of looking at it now, you I can see this is just such a well orchestrated business plan. Yeah. And they're just they're just flicking and ticking as they go along. Yeah, sit there with a big like, clipboard going, and what's yeah, next? Um, next is, um, yep, so come Monday, we'll shut everything down. Yep, um, no worries. Next, um, the schools will close. Yep, uh, um, next, yeah, you know what I mean? Sporting and, events. Um, yeah, the, yeah. It's the just, crowd is fear that'll, uh, you know, the, the program will result in this and everything. Then it'll result in, uh, you know, like uh, small business and individuals um, drying up on funds. Because... Let's have a think about it, especially in Australia, you know, like how long can the average Aussie go without a pay packet? Oh, we let's, live, let's we live not long. We live second. week to week in, yeah, yeah. in this country. This is, this is what I'm saying. So if you shut down, let's just say the majority of Australians pay packets for say a month, man, this country's on its knees. Mm. Yep. People, people are going to be out on the streets, you know, roaming around like freaking zombies, you know, like so... So and and of course, once that all happens, once once people are on their knees, then of course, well, you can do anything to them. You can roll out, roll out anything. Yeah, you know, you gotta sit there and take it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. So this is this is how I. Well, see then, it. then of course, the government comes in, like I said, with their stimulus package and looks like the hero. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're like, your, oh, they've done so good. They're giving us some money. Yes, giving you, know. you back your own taxpayers' money that you've paid prior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We love Heroes. government, yeah. Oh, but I mean, you know, the, the government doesn't really exist anyway. But besides all yeah. of that, <laughs> you know, like, like we're in a we're in a massive deficit. So, like, yeah. where is this money coming from? the money yeah. going to come from? Like, mm. So, yeah. Um, that was the other thing I noticed too, with regards to this whole, you know, coronavirus thing was, you know, the the, the, the demonization of cash as well. So. That was another thing that you know it allows them to start in implementing their plans for digital currencies and getting rid of cash. You know, which is more about the track and trace and the technocratic agenda. Pardon me, with this. Sorry, we're just thinking a couple of uh, couple of conspiracy theories here at the moment, well, Ethan. <laughs> isn't it interesting that the, the cash ban for Australia like happened just yeah, prior to just all prior of these, to all this? The cash ban bills floated. It yeah. just seems to me to be. You know, too much of a coincidence. It's too convenient. It just, yeah. it just seems to be a well-structured, well-organized thing. It's not just an accident. This, you, you know, this flu that's just popped up out of I don't know what. What are they saying? Like a test monkey or something like that? Or, well, they're not even oh, saying anything. Are yeah. They? Oh, well, look, we're hearing so many things. It came out of China from a bat. We're now saying it originated in America. Now, like, oh fuck me. Oh, I, actually, I really don't even care where it fucking came from, to be honest, because I don't even think it's a... It, like I said, <laughs> I, I do... Th <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, know it's real. I, I'm still torn whether, you know, viruses are even a fucking real thing like we discussed with Adam, you know what I mean? Like, they still can't even yeah. prove that they can isolate these things, so... Uh. <laughs> and the scary thing is, like you just mentioned before, General, is like coronavirus number 19, you know? Like, how when's this going to stop? Like you've said, like... Number twenty, number twenty-one. That number was 22. Ethan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. Ethan made that comment. Like, when will this all end? Yeah. Or is this is this what's in store for us every time that you know, like our overseers want to want a bit more control, they release the new number twenty-one, mm. twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Yeah. It'll be a new, a new so, disease to be scared of, just like they have in the past with. 
fucking like we said before, all the Ebola's, the MERS, the SARS, and everything else. And, but this is on know, a new level now. H one N one, blah blah blah. I Ebola. think with the level of social media and the addictions to the general public to uh, socials uh, and to TV, <sighs> etc. Like, I think this is this is a new level of uh, rollout, new level of stupidity from, um, like Ethan says, the lemmings out there. So, I mean, we've seen in their own writings that this thing is nowhere near as... I mean, the normal flu that people get, as in, you know, that that's actually worse than, than what this coronavirus is. In their own writings, and they've admitted this themselves, and yet we weren't fucking locking down nations because of, of a flu strain being, you know... I mean, the flu we know kills, if it's even the flu, but, you know, it kills many more people than this the coronavirus strains have ever done in the world you know all of a sudden now it's it's now, a thing I just don't get it how, we have to shut down our economy yeah exactly we've got to shut down the world economy because of something that is just a load of shit I just find it hard to believe that people you know and the thing is most people I even talk to like I was at tennis this morning talking to a few of the other dads while my daughter's playing tennis and and they're all the same opinion like like what a load of shit how are they this is just bullshit like it's just a it's, it's not even like as bad as the flu and yet we you know they're shutting down fucking entire nations and stuff we're all talking about this and they don't know who I am and what I do but I just like to garner the uh, the, what, what the general the, public the, what the feeling yeah what the feeling is of people out there and of course and we're all sort of in the same boat you know and I've even shared a video today of there was uh, some video footage of people in China and Wuhan and apparently in the translation they're all the all the people who are still locked in their homes in, in the buildings and all the towers around in these cities they're all shouting out when all the government officials are walking around going it's fake it's fake like they're all shouting out from the from all of their apartment buildings and the whole city is all chanting together that it's it's fake even like this is in there's a video i shared you can mm. actually have a look they're all shouting it at these officials going it's fake in chinese of course in yeah. in uh, mandarin but um yeah that's apparently what all that's the feeling of the public over there yeah, yeah well, they're, they're probably had an absolute guts. Oh, they've had enough they've of this. Been, yeah, they've been locked away for a month or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, fucking, you know. it's just retarded on so many levels. Um, yeah. What were we gonna say, Ethan? Sorry. I oh, triggered. No, I was gonna say, can't use that word, mate. I'm just butting in as the thought police here. Can't use the word retarded. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna put myself back on mute now, and then you can continue the conversation. Thought police out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so good. Spaz. <laughs> yeah. yeah, spaz. Can we say that? Spaz? No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 absolute lunacy, boys. Um, in d going back to your your cash ban point, you know they they're already talking about you know we should we should limit our our use of of cash hand to hand cash sales because of all the germs that could spread on cash. You know, there's certain <laughs> like businesses there hasn't been before. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just it's I can't believe it. But um, and they're talking about too. There's a couple of Brisbane businesses or Australian businesses out there that are already not accepting cash yeah, payments because agent. of coronavirus. Yeah, a news agent put up a little <laughs> sign saying, you know, tap and go payments only for things. You can't, literally can't do that. It's a it's legal tender. You know what I mean? You've got to accept it. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how um, as we said, the lemming masses react to these things and, and 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 it's interesting to see play out but as we've said in previous episodes and i said in the last episode boys how many people take the time to actually go and do the research and not parrot um all of the the um 
you know, the alternative gatekeepers or the people that are putting out messages just to try and make money off of them? How many people are actually just not parroting narratives or appealing to consensus when looking these things up? I mean, let's let's objectively look at this for a second. People are going in. On one hand, they're saying that, uh, oh, you know, if you catch the coronavirus, don't worry about it. It's not that bad. You'll experience, you know, mild symptoms. You might have a cough throat or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But on the other hand, they're saying everyone needs to go in for the tests. Now, who's doing the tests? What are the criterias for these tests? Okay. Who? I'll so what, what, what's, go what's going on with this type of thing? Because when you go to the doctors, they're just going away. They're just coming back with an answer, and these people are believing they have coronavirus. Yeah, well, I have one of the dads I was talking to today was saying that uh, one of the guys he works with he goes, um, yeah, he felt a bit under the weather. Thought I better go. <laughs> this is this is now the mindset. Oh, I better do the right thing and go to the doctor and see if I've got it. You know, this is this is now how they've been <laughs> trained. Anyway, um, so <laughs> come on, Indy's my beer wench. Thank you, Indy. He's got some more beers. Oh, like leave the subicle. Leave the subicle. Thanks, love. Good girl. Um, cheers, mate. Cheers on the microphone. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of the dads was saying, yeah, better do my due diligence and, and go and get checked and uh, do the right thing to, for society. You know. Anyway, so he goes in and he was saying that the doctor, all they do is they ask you. They've got basically got a criteria of of symptoms. And if you don't meet all of those symptoms, then they won't send away for a blood test to see if you've got coronavirus, right? So you've got it. They'll sit there and go, have you got this? Have you had this? Have you got this? Have you got this? And if you say yes to all of those, then they'll go, okay, now we'll, we'll do a blood test and we'll, we'll send it off. And then you have to self-quarantine, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't, you know, if you don't meet all of the criteria, then they just say, just keep an eye on it and come back and see us if you need to, blah, blah, blah. You know, just whatever else they do for any other illness that you go in for. Um... So that's what they're doing, right? But in terms of the diagnosis stuff, like, you know, roadside testing, have you seen these things? They're doing roadside testing in places now where you can literally that. drive up. In, yeah, in the US, I've seen them in, in Australia too. You can drive wow. up and pull up on the side of the road and they'll, I don't know, if they swab you or whatever they do. I mean, what are they taking blood on the side of the road now? And then, you know, how are we going to trust? Like, it's just ridiculous. Doing this, the cops. Cops, uh, I don't know if it's the cops or it was just medical, the partly medical establishment or CDC in the States or something, but yeah, they're doing this sort of shit now. Like, f anyway, but I've heard that in China now, and this is verified actually, they've, they've got such a backlog of people to be tested, right? So they can't keep up with all the blood tests with the pathology and everything else to find out actual answers. So you know what they're doing now? Have you heard this? No. They are, they are cat scanning people. To see if they've got coronavirus. How can a cat scan find a virus? Precisely, right? So they're cat scanning people in these cities that are already got high pollution rates. The people are smokers, you know what I mean? Like yeah. such a big population of smokers over there. Heavily polluted air over there. People with, they've already got bad lungs, right? So they've got spots and things in their lungs and things are coming up, they're showing up in these cat scans because they're already got respiratory issues. Yet the CAT scans are finding something, and then the so then the diagnosis then is oh this person has coronavirus. Add them to the list. Easy, and that's why the numbers are so fucking skewed. You cannot trust the numbers because they're not doing actual proper testing. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So you can't trust any numbers that we're seeing that coming out of the news and the media and anything else, and even the government and medical establishment. We can't trust those numbers. Talking about exactly numbers, like when you look at the flu, you know, like when you talk about deaths, how many people are dying of the of the flu that are say over over eighty? Eighty, yeah. Something like that. Well, yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, like, and and of course when you when you get the end of your life and and uh, that sort of thing, generally a cold or a flu or something can will, really bring you down. Well, it'll generally knock you off. Yeah, you can. Let's face or it. Or you'll de- develop pneumonia and then you'll die or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's usually the thing that ends most people's mm. lives because you sort of you're at the end of your time, and th- there isn't enough body defence to to re- repel something that's fairly ordinary mm, yeah, exactly let's face it so these things go into the stats as well <laughs> yeah. and creating the fear right yep and, and and there's no difference with this coronavirus thing as as well yeah so they just love having those numbers eh? they just love and it stacks up on their numbers okay so what you know if they were honest about the thing they would say these are the numbers for the you know zero to to 50 year range yeah, these are the numbers for the 80 plus range and yeah, as we can see like it's that. really affecting the elderly anyone else of normal age like any other disease you're going to be okay that's what they should be saying that's right but they're not saying that yeah that's they right. just want to see oh look lots of deaths lots of deaths lots of deaths and that's why i kept saying in that little chat group thing they're not giving out they're not even saying like, fair enough you might get a diagnosis of coronavirus right but there's like six strains of coronavirus that can affect humans mm. they're not even saying that any one of these is COVID-19 for certain they're not even Correct. saying they're just yeah. saying it's coronavirus coronavirus is actually a technical term for the flu yeah influenza. pretty much eh? yeah, yeah yeah that's it it's like a lab term for it yeah okay so so it's it's so interesting that all of a sudden that the the world has picked up the word coronavirus like it's something new. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. It's been. It's been they first it was in, like in the early 1900s they saw it, I think. Well, yeah, it's just it's just they what started. they use. It's the term yeah. they use in a lab, you know, like but like it's really just influenza, yeah. just a slightly different strain. Yeah, it's part of a group of viruses or something. They, so they called which it. which again and again and again points towards like a very well oiled business plan and a very well oiled agenda and a very well oiled machine that's in the background so I love pushing how, all the levers I love how because Ando's a businessman so we know he, he <laughs> sees it from that perspective and he can see it he, he's like this is this is how I'd run things you know what I mean I'd be ticking things off the boxes if I was you know an evil I mean? bastard banker <laughs> I'd be I'd, I'd have all my minions <laughs> around me and I'd just say Follow the plan. Follow the plan. Follow the plan. <laughs> you see you're at the head of a big fucking boardroom table with your little minions around you. Yeah. Yes, yes, boss. Yes. <laughs> yes, Mr. Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like Mr. Burns. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> oh, no, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'll tell you what. Let's let's change gears. We've been chatting about this for about 40 minutes now, so I think it's time to move on. Just, just before, just yeah, before yeah, we do, I just wanted to finish thing. my point there. Please do. Um, it's interesting. You, I, I'm glad that you brought up um, your, your mate that went into the doctor's surgery because I went into right. uh, the local GP the other day um, just to see what the the uh, the list is, and there were four things that the the receptionist and everyone was in there was telling people: if you if you get all of these four things, you're going to have to come for a blood test. And it was runny nose, a sore throat, if you're feeling weak, and if you're coughing. If you have those four things, you're going to be tested for coronavirus. 
So they were asking every single person, so is coronavirus the only thing that causes all of these conditions? Obviously, we know. (laughs) Yeah, obviously, we know that's not the case. But then when these tests go off, who's doing the diagnosis and who is confirming that these are the cases? And I found a study because, again, and this was just the point I wanted to make before we wrapped it up. Again, most people don't go and look at the evidence of this. And there was a very interesting uh, article. Uh, it was actually a study that was published. Um, and this, the title of the study was Potential False Positive Rate Amongst the Asymptomatic Infected Individuals in Close Contacts of COVID-19 Patients. And then you go down to the bottom, so they... they did an analysis of the results that go off and it says results when the infection rate of the close contacts and the sensitivity and specification of reported results were taken as the point estimates the positive predictive value of the active screening was only (laughs) 19.67% in contrast the false positive rate of positive results was 80.33%. The multivariant probabilistic sensitivity analysis results supported the base findings with a 75% probability for the false positive rate over positive results over 47%. And then it says in the conclusion, in close contacts of COVID-19 patients, nearly half or even more of the asymptomatic infected individuals reported in the active nucleic acid tests might be false positives. So this was a study that was released. Um, I haven't. It was. Um, there's a few authors here. It actually come out of China where they're um, analysing the results over there. So even in the place where this started, 80% of the tests are, are likely false, false gentlemen. False positives, yeah, exactly. False positives. Yep. So, so that's, what's that's... that? One in five is actually probably more leaning towards real. So that's, that's you know, out of five people that get tested and say they're positive, four of those are not actually positive. They don't have it. No, but the doctors come back and tell you that you've got it and then the media reports that look how many cases That's we have it. and then the the country goes mad and then the agenda swings in, gentlemen. It's all coming together. There you go. There you go. There you heard it here first, folks. There's... <laughs> false positives and that's uh that's what i mean the numbers that we're seeing you cannot trust the numbers you see on the tv and it, it is so freaking skewed it's ridiculous yeah um yeah. I, I guarantee you there are probably zero cases of coronavirus in australia and probably zero cases of actual coronavirus in pretty much every country in the around the globe right now oh uh, no mate haven't you seen tom hanks got it and then he ran through sydney and everyone got infected and now peter dutton has it and oh yes i uh, forgot about that sorry yep tom, it's all happening yep yep tom hanks have it so uh yeah of course yeah it, so it bypassed it bypassed in... all of us and went to them can you believe it <laughs> yeah yeah it's all tom hanks's fault <laughs> um we should cast Ethan. him away hey yeah. sorry Ethan, can I get your can I get your take on uh, Tom Hanks and the Dutton thing? 
Is this is this are these yeah? Just, what's the go? Are there? these just bad actors? What? Yeah, this is it. It's a this is it. This is people cashing in on the big circus. It's just like the bushfires where everyone's coming out to donate and get their social media time and their platforms. Now it's whoever's going to be infected with coronavirus. I guarantee to Tom Hanks's little minions and his little PR team have said, "Mate, it's good publicity. Just just do it. Go into isolation, you know, and then and then you'll recover from it. But then people, you know, it gets your name back out into the media." See, I've got another theory <laughs> on the Tom Hanks thing, right? So I, I'm in. And this might blow you away a little bit, but I, I keep a good close tabs on a few of these. Um, I guess they they call themselves like Pedogate kind of pages on facebook and they're putting up a lot of information about how you know a lot of these big hollywood actors and stars you know like um old mate from horrible bosses kevin spacey you know what i mean like he's a big pedo and has been confirmed and all that. but apparently tom hanks is one of them as well he's massive he's a massive bloody pedo um and there's a lot of information that people have been putting up and sharing and people have spoken out and even i think he might have had a mention in one of the like Corey Feldman might have mentioned him just recently as well. But anyway, um, yeah, so this could be a bit of a distraction to take the heat off him and saying, oh, you know, he's got coronavirus, you've got to feel sorry for him and all his fans will, you know, sort of more look away from his misdoing, so to speak. You know, it might be a bit of a distraction on his end. That's one of the theories that I've heard. And anyway, I just sort of mentioned that. But Yeah, no, uh, that could very well be it. You know, if it I didn't, there's heat on him. It's all definitely a distraction, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, and they're saying, and you know, and they're saying, oh, look, because the, you know the Canadians, Prime Minister's wife has it, and all these people, maybe they were all in a part of some ring together, and that's why they all have it. And then well, the, yeah. you know, the act realm just starts going crazy with all of these it's things, just, you know. It's obviously it's, it's all theatre. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all just a big it's all just a big show on the TV. You know, nothing's it's not real, but um, people are acting like it is, and that that's where the real consequences come from. You know. Well, before we just shift gears quickly, I'll just read this uh, email. So this was from the lovely lady. I did mention this at the start of the podcast. So Diane um, sent me this email. Diane West, thanks, Diane. I'll just read this out just for, um, you know, she's done the, uh, spent a bit of time putting this together. It doesn't go for too long, but I'll read it out. Uh, Hi, Lee. I'm with you on the Wuhan pollution angle. My money is on cadmium poisoning. Cadmium is a heavy metal toxin and a byproduct of metal smelting, zinc plating, and smoking. Wuhan Iron and Steel Corporation is a massive metal smelting facility that is in the middle of 11 million residents. It has smoking stacks spewing out toxic chemicals 24-7 into the air, water and soil. In that environment, surely respiratory issues are endemic, especially in the middle of winter, which is what we're seeing and what Mm. we've seen in even images coming out of there as well. Mm. In the middle of winter. Why would... Uh, sorry, why the world governments have staged this mass fear campaign this year remains a mystery. Well, we've sort of talked about why that is. Uh, there is something going on that they don't want us to notice. I guess time will reveal all. In the meantime, we have to protect our businesses from highly probable risks of being shut down for 14 days of quarantine. Not a problem to many, but when you have a farm with crops or livestock to keep alive, different story, which we also talked about earlier as well. Yeah. We heavily depend. Sorry, we also depend heavily on overseas backpackers to harvest our crops. This so this year is shaping up to be a real bummer. Actually, that's a good point too. We do rely on backpackers to do a lot of fruit picking for us and stuff. Mm. Um, didn't think of that bit. Interesting angle. Yeah. Uh, what is going to happen if we can't produce and harvest crops? Good question. Toilet paper tussles will pale in comparison to the fighting that will occur if food becomes really scarce. Keep up the good work. 
uh, getting real news out to the small groups of Aussies who prefer to f- to form their own opinions. Die West, good on you, Die. Good mm. points there, Die, and good questions as well. I didn't really consider that angle of, um, I guess, getting food food to our shelves in uh, supermarkets. And this, <laughs> I mean, we could really kind of just pull all this back to you know is the whole self sustainability thing. Forget about sustainability. Look about self sustainability and mm. start trying to just grow your own food. And I mean, you obviously can't grow everything. Not everyone has enough room and stuff, but. Um, do little bits that you can where you can even if it's just fruit or something but it'll take the heat off a little bit um, from what you're relying on for supermarkets I guess but yeah. uh, maybe start I hate saying this but start prepping a little bit and maybe putting a little bit aside get some canned goods here and there you know what I mean just in case you know some non-perishable canned goods will probably be good get a few bottles of water here and there because you never know what what might happen but that, that's always that's just good sense to begin with in, in all honesty everyone should actually have I mean if you can't have a week's at least a week's supply of food to live off in your own home um, without going to the supermarket then uh, you're in trouble you know if you're living week to week you're in trouble you need to start putting some stuff aside just in case a fake event like this comes up and they still force us to shut shit down so uh, whether or not coronavirus is a real thing the reaction to it certainly unfortunately is and that's what we've got to be mindful of, because um, that's the scarier part of this, is the reaction to this coronavirus. All right, moving on. Let's have a chat a little bit about this um, backlash uh, and what's happening in the uh, post-bushfire scenario stuff happening in Australia, mate. And this isn't to do with um, smart cities or uh, high-speed rail or anything. What we're going to talk about now, Ethan, is that one you've just put up. If you want to take a syrup, mate, have you got that one handy? Uh, yeah, mate. Yep. So this um, was an article published yesterday on tottnews.com. And as always, just following the aftermath of the Australian bushfire crisis. And this is a bit of good news to come out of uh, the the uh, New South Wales region. And um, it's titled Australian Farmers to Sue New South Wales Government. And what this is, is a group of six farmers are preparing to take legal action against the New South Wales government um, over a bush, bushfire in northern New South Wales that could have been prevented. So there was a big bushfire at Guy Fawkes National Park, um, which is west of Coffs Harbour. Um, and what the farmers are arguing is that this could have been prevented. No, and the interesting thing that came out of this was, so obviously, um, you know, we go through the story there, we talk about what happened with the fires coming through their properties, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stock and fencing um, was lost during the blaze. And it was one of the first major blazes in New South Wales at the time. So this is why it's key. Um, so this was one of the ones that um, originally kicked off a lot of the bushfires in that area in late, late August. And this new class action um, the, the the bush, they're looking to obviously get compensation, but they're also looking to change some of the policies. And this is where the interesting part come from it is when you when you talk about what the lawyer said, so Peter Jackson, who's the lawyer representing the farmers, he said that um, the fires, according to, to these farmers, could have been stopped in three instances. Now, obviously, they're going to put this down to you know, um, you know, like ignorance or the policies weren't good or they weren't prepared enough. But uh, for, for us on this website and for people that listen to this show, it's interesting when you think of what if the bushfires were intentional and when you think that this could have been stopped three times, why wasn't it stopped? And you've got a quote there from the lawyer. He said, quote, 
my clients were told the fire had been extinguished. In the late afternoon, the National Park firefighters simply went home. During the night, they told clients a log had rolled down the hill and the fire had started up again, end quote. So for me, this is this was a pretty big bombshell to come out of the ongoing Australian bushfire aftermath because, again, they're going to take it in one way, but for alternative thinkers that look at this and, 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 and just read that quote, these farmers were told the fire was out mm. and the firefighters left. And then this started again, and it just so happened to be one of the key fires that started everything. So the fact that these six farmers are coming together to launch a class action is fantastic, and even more good news to come out of the the, the region there for some of our most vulnerable uh, individuals in the country at the moment. And yeah, it's it, it's very interesting to see that there might have been something else at play behind the scenes here. So tottnews.com we go through all of that there um, and as we said this is just a continuation of bushfire recovery loans being denied to businesses financial support for welfare for individuals being denied and, and donations going missing and all of these things that are intentionally creating the scene so people can clear out and, and move to highly regulated smart cities this was one of the key things that set it off and the farmers are fighting back boys so it's good news and we might have got a little bombshell there. What are your thoughts um, on this? I'll throw to you first, General, um, just on, on some of the info that's come out of this article. Yeah, I do find it... It makes you wonder why. Why, why would they... Uh, they fought this fire and told them it was extinguished and then packed up and left. You know, like... I just find it... I just find it... I just want to know why they would do that, you know? Like, were they literally sure that it was... It was out. I thought it was mandatory that they'd have someone monitoring. Yeah, it that's what, exactly. Why was there? Why wasn't? I mean, if this was sort of prior to everything really flaring up and one of the major causes of the big bigger blazes, you know, then surely this this comes back to. Well, I think it probably is a case of negligence, but it wouldn't be negligence on the part of if, of of these landowners. Surely it would be the people charged with putting out these fires, perhaps. But uh, oh, look, it's good to see that they're. I mean, these people have had enough. They've been through so much. They've been through drought for fucking so long, and now they get burnt to a crisp, and and now they even go through more dramas because they can't get, uh, can't even get any money out of these funds that are supposed to be set up for them. And we'll go into that very shortly. I'll, I'll bring that one up in a minute. But um, I just wanted to ask you, Ethan, and if you wanted to just clarify a little bit, you've said in that piece there that more than two hundred and thirty applications have been lodged in New South Wales uh, since the third of February more and more were submitted as well from other states but so far only one loan has been approved um you know there's all these hundreds of millions of dollars that have been donated to the australian bushfire victims like you were saying that all this money's still tied up and stuff but i just like what's the deal there why why only would one be approved is that because the money doesn't exist or is it because like what's the hold up i don't get it yeah, it's a very interesting question, General, and it's even more interesting when you think the one that has been approved is for a Queensland business, you know, not even really near the, the major impacts of the fire. Most businesses in New South Wales, in fact, all of them, according to the, the latest stats, haven't received it, and it's because of all of these loopholes, just like the financial um, system that um, is, is obviously affecting welfare 
recipients, this is the same for businesses. They're, they're putting their applications in, but then there's all of these loopholes and all of these hurdles that they have to get over. Was your business more than 75% burnt by the fires? Did you have damage to this and that? Do, is is your business registered at the correct address within you know the our our records across the tax system and across all of these these um you know planes because if it's not then you know we can't prove that you know your business has been destroyed because it's at another address all of these things and it, and it makes you start to ask the question well why is all of this being happened and you know I think you found some pretty good bombshells um from um you know a user on facebook general that really adds some light to this mm, and and some of minute. the money money that's behind it you know yeah yeah we'll, we'll touch on that in a second but before we get to that um i, I was again chatting to um, some of the parents today at tennis like i mentioned and this time we we're talking about some of the, this whole insurance bushfire stuff and how a lot of the insurance companies are still holding up providing money and paying out insurance policies for the people who have lost homes and farms and everything else, right? Um, but from what I've heard, like the amount of money that's sitting there available and waiting and been held up and all these things, all of that money that's sitting there could pretty much almost, even if it's just for a year, right? Like say you owned a dairy business and something and you lost everything, right? Even if they uh, and you have loans that are sort of you know piling up, bank loans are piling up because you can't make any money because you, you know, you've lost everything basically, right? There's enough money sitting and waiting to pretty much pay off everyone's debts for a for a year in these areas, in these fire affected areas, even more, even more than a year, almost a year or two or something, right? They could do that. They could get them all back up on their feet, get them in a position where they can uh, well you know while they're not earning money, right? So that all their debts are paid while they're not earning money. When they get their farms back up and running, they, like they've got the ability to do that once it all gets back up and running, get all their equipment back and sorted, get things up and going again. And not just dairy farms, but other other businesses as well. But they could do all of this in, in the time it would take to get them back on their feet and pay off all their debts with all this money that's sitting there. And then once they're back up and running again, then they can go back to earning their money and paying off their loans like they normally would be and everything else would, would run as per, as per usual, like it should be. So all this money that's sitting there could be put to that use and helping getting these people back on their feet. But it's not, and they're not letting them do that. And there's a reason for that, you know what I mean? They don't want them to. They want them fucking out of that land. It's like, put fucking smart cities in there. <laughs> in there, Andy. Absolutely. <laughs> getting fired up here. <laughs> that's why. Right. That's what I'm, That's what I've heard, and that's what I've seen. So, yeah, um, gives me the fucking shits. And, all right, so let's bring up what I talked about before we started recording the pod, right? I'll play this video. Uh, let me just write down the time where we are. Oh, shit. I need to put beer on myself. What are we now? About Aaron two. All right, so I'll insert the little clip now. You might remember at the very peak of the fires on the 6th of January, the Prime Minister uh, did a media conference. And this is one quote from there. Today we agreed that we would support the National Bushfire Recovery Agency by establishing a National Bushfire Recovery Fund, which will be administered by that agency led by Mr Colvin. Um, and there's obviously been a range of references to a National Bushfire Recovery Fund ever since. Yeah. Can you point me to where this National Bushfire Recovery Fund is in the portfolio additional estimate statements? Because I've had a look and I can't find it. 
Senator, the $2 billion fund is a notional fund. So the Prime Minister's announcement on the 6th of January, when he was under a lot of pressure, was that he had established a national bushfire recovery fund. But there is no fund, is there? Like it's not, it's not anywhere within the budget statements. We'll take it on notice, I think, Senator. Well, you know, yes or no, whether there's actually a national bushfire recovery fund with $2 billion, which is what the Prime Minister has been saying. Can you just confirm that there is no additional appropriation in the additional estimate statement for this portfolio for the $2 billion? Correct. And you've described it as a notional fund. So what, what do you mean by a notional fund? The Merriam-Webster dictionary defines notional as theoretical, speculative, existing in the mind only if and imaginary. Is not the right word, Senator, we'll withdraw it. We'll take it on notice so that we can give you an exact answer of how it's been treated. The, the, the Collins Dictionary. Well, the Collins Dictionary. The Collins, di the Collins Dictionary says. The Collins Dictionary says that something is notional that exists only in theory or as a suggestion or an idea but not in reality. So is the National Bushfire Recovery Fund notional in the sense that it doesn't exist in reality? Senator Watt, the witnesses have asked, answered the question as best they can and taken the... So that was from... Uh, so one of my followers on Facebook, Tracy, who um, is really good, she shared that with me. Well, she shared it and I was like, what's your source? You know, Because she sort of just made a post and, and she sent me this video of... Um, Watch again from the Senate Finance and Public Administration Legislation Committee, and these guys were asking, you know, how so Scomo has basically set up his two billion dollar bushfire relief fund, and the people are going, well, you've got this uh, document here and everything else, and uh, we can't find anywhere where that money exists. And then someone on the on his on I guess one of Scomo's lackeys says. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to find out. Might be in the article. Um, so one of his lackeys says, "Oh, well, the fund is notional. Notional, meaning fucking not real. It's not doesn't even exist. There is no two billion dollar fucking bushfire fund to help these bushfire victims. The government and the prime minister literally just came out and pulled it out of their ass to make themselves look good. It, it's not even real. Can't even make up this. Like shit, how." Yeah, that's what I mean. So, but now that has all gone by the wayside, and you know we've got this big distraction of the coronavirus, and now he's oh we're going to give people fucking you know uh, some some bailout money for the you know what are they calling it the stimulus package, you know, th and just throwing some money around to make himself look good in the eyes of the voters when you've got all these bushfire victims going. Um, can we try and get some of this money from this fund? And they're like, no wonder only one loan has been approved, and that that loan obviously didn't come out of this fund because it's a notional fund; it doesn't exist. That's in their own words. So I hope you guys have just listened to that as well in the clip. Um, I'm not sure, Ethan, did you get it? You said you read the article, Ethan. I couldn't click on it because it was behind a, the Australian paywall. There's a link to the Australian there as well. Did you actually read that article, Ethan? Yeah, mate. Yep. So it's it's so very interesting. Oh, I couldn't read it. So tell me what it said, if you could. Actually, if you can, can you maybe copy and paste that article and put it in the comments of that of that post of mine? That, if you could do that, it'd be awesome. Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I really don't want to have to give the money any money to mainstream media. So, yeah, no worries at all. So, great. um, the the yeah, so the article obviously a big bombshell. Um, potentially has come out of that. Um, so the the bushfire recovery agency coordinator Mark Colvin 
who was obviously assigned to this new task force back when the bushfires come out. Um, he was the one being questioned, and it was, um, you know, Labor Senator uh, Murray Watt who was uh, just grilling him. So it was, you know, you, it was it was interesting, you know, you, it, it, he could have um, slipped up. You know, as you said, he, he called the fund notional, which the definition of notional is fictional, speculative, existing in the mind only <laughs> so he's he's the the head of the bushfire recovery agency when being grilled by a labor senator matt watt uh murray watt sorry yeah. murray watt's been um grilling him from labor and he, the the coordinator has said that it's notional and you know we've just seen what the definition is you know that leads some questions to ask whether or not this bush fund exists or not you know they go on to to obviously talk about how questioning whether it real is is quite ridiculous another senator said shortly after that um and was saying that colvin you know can't outline the money because it's a it's a responsibility of all the states to to be able to come up with their portions of the funds and he doesn't really have access to understand how that is going on and all of this type of nonsense but uh yeah it's come out saying that it's notional so it makes you think when we're talking about what we we're talking about before gentlemen all of the funds that are disappearing not being approved not being uh, given to people it seems like you know this what he's saying is true it, it seems like this might be a case that this money doesn't even exist and that it's notional and, and eventually they're just going to wait for this to all just blow over so that uh, no one no one recognises it anymore. Yeah, well, the, Very interesting. The distraction is in place with the uh, notional COVID-19. <laughs> There's another notional thing is uh, the fucking coronavirus. That's notional as well. Uh, um, yeah, you're right, man. It's just... Now that this has popped up, that's just all kind of, I guess, you know, the mainstream media is not talking about that because everything's corona, corona, corona. Um, mm. So he's probably going to get away with that, you know what I mean? Um, or they'll just keep distracting the masses um, so that people kind of forget about it, you know? I haven't seen, other than what you've put up, and that's pretty much it, nothing out of the mainstream media with regards to the bushfire stuff, you know what I mean? I haven't, I haven't seen fuck all. Yeah. It just disappeared, mate. Yeah. Big bad boogeyman climate change. Yep. He got um he got beaten for the the world championship, the the big bad boogeyman climate change by the coronavirus. New uh new good guy on the scene. So now we get to see coronavirus, mate. Yeah. Climate change has been defeated by the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> haven't haven't heard of had, had, haven't heard anything from uh, little Greta Thunberg either, you know, what Greta Thunberg. Um, with regards to what's going on, she what is she in hiding now? She got coronavirus. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just funny how everything else just gets pushed to the wayside when this sort of shit pops up. I mean, the mainstream and media must be making millions out of this shit. Seriously. Yeah, and it's it's just as 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 Andy said, it's it's a business model. This happens. This type of stuff, this big theatre, just happens in different variants every single year. You know, even the laws start to repeat themselves because they're not even real. The news stories start repeating themselves. Like, you've got to remember, almost a year to to the date was the Christchurch international story. I set that my was... alarm. I set my alarm on my phone to talk about that today. I'm like, I've got to mention that. I've got to mention it was a year ago. Gosh, it's like, been a year. Yeah, I was like, well, frick, yesterday, Friday was like a year. Are you serious? Yeah. Since it happened, since, twelve no, years yep. ago. and what? Not shit, and what man. did they do yeah. yesterday? 
declare a national emergency for coronavirus <laughs> on the exact same day. Yeah. You know, it's it's just the, the, the media's annual boost for the year, the vaccine company's annual boost for the year. <laughs> it's, um yeah, a year to the date, fellas. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, and that's why I said I, I was going to bring that up to... There it is. Um, it blows me away. I can't... So we talked about it on... On the on the podcast on the twenty third of March, episode fifteen, but it was it happened prior to that. So, um, yeah, that if you want to, folks want to go back and listen to that one, head back to um, realnewsaustralia.podbean.com and just search for General Knowledge Podcast episode fifteen, New Zealand False Flag, and we mm-hmm. talked about the the Christchurch massacre and that one. Um, I think Mr. Kraz. I was actually a guest on the Crazy Files podcast on that one, but I recorded it, of course, and put it up for this one as well. So it was like a shared podcast on that one. Um, and Adam, uh, Paul Moda was on there as well too. So he was he was quite knowledgeable about it. And we had Paul on talking about the Port Arthur massacre just prior to all that as well. Um, but yeah, just funny how yeah, you're right, man. It was a uh, twelve months ago when uh, when that happened as well. Um, yeah, it was the fifteenth of March, yeah, and when you factor in when you factor in it was a leap year this year and the added days, it's pretty much exactly on the dot almost. So it comes out to pretty much twelve months to the day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but even you know the exact same time period, international stories. What come from that? You know the anti-encryption laws, all of the IPS laws, it, all of these things are just staged, and 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 the the, the the system grows quicker with each day. You know. Yeah. So actually, I wouldn't mind just touching on that quickly. So as a result of, um, I guess, the whole coronavirus bullshit, what uh, what are we going to see that you think will be implemented in terms of law uh, as a result? Because like I said, you know, the only thing real about this is the reaction to it. So the reactions to it, which is tightening the, the control grip on us, you know, is certainly a realistic thing because that's what they're doing. Um, we already know that a couple of years ago they put in place those biosecurity laws. You know, I included that in my article, uh, a link back to your website, which talked about it. But, um, you know, we're talking, we're seeing things to do with, you know, like I said, floating the idea of cash bans and not using cash for things, therefore going towards digital currencies. But we're also seeing people floating the ideas in, in mainstream media about we should have mandatory vaccinations because of these things. And, you know what I mean? So there are definite repercussions that could happen. What do you reckon, or oh, my throw to you, Andy, what do you reckon could be on the horizon, first of all, and we'll, we'll go to Ethan. So as a result of what we're seeing right now, today, as a result of everything else that's going on, what do you think they could be tabling in the next week or month or coming up, or that's probably already pre-written uh, in terms of a law they want to pass, they want to pass because of things like coronavirus? What do you reckon they could put out? Well, first of all, boys, like <clears throat> any commentary about SCOMO and, and all of this sort of thing is nonsense in any way. Um, pharmaceutical companies, oil companies, um, international bankers run Australia with their assets in the media agencies, okay? They're the people who are running Australia. The people uh, in Parliament are just the front people that are the uh, front-line speech makers for the people standing behind them, which are the entities that I've just mentioned. Okay? Um, don't fool yourself and understand the system that you're, that you're under at the moment. So, um, uh, so 
what was the question that you wanted to... Well, what do you think in terms of laws and things that they might table to, to pass as a result of this? Like, what, what do you think they're going to clamp down on <coughs> next? What's, what's like the, I did mention that what's the business plan? might be on the What's on the future the... business plan? Of course, of course they want to, like, um, like, I mean, the entities that do run this country want to collapse the economies here. They want to bring us all down to a level that is controllable. Um, what laws? I mean, pharmaceutical interests obviously like want to, uh, you know, like bring about their interests and and um, roll out more pharmaceuticals, um, and their media agencies will. Um, well, they'll help them. Well, for they'll sure. they'll help they'll help move that forward. Um, yeah, look, they'll 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 introduce the laws as they can get away with it. Okay, obviously heading towards. Um, you know, like uh, laws that'll that'll lock us all down and and roll out more Orwellian type controls. But but like it's drip by drip. You can't do everything too quickly, otherwise the masses will wake up. So it's bit by bit, drip by drip. Each year you'll see more and more and more rolling out. They want us asking for them. That's the thing. They want us to ask for these things. They want us to beg for it, yeah. line up for it. Yeah. Really, you know, like yeah. so. So yeah, more, more and more laws that'll that'll eventually end up in in like a martial law type thing, if you will. Um, but you know, like I think I think it's probably a bit early to roll it out this year. Probably in another four or five years maybe we'll see that sort of thing my feeling they might want to roll it out earlier but but yeah understand who's behind running the country and and really their business interests and i think you will translate that into what laws will be created into this country rolling forward into the future um and it won't be the interests of the public we're long past that now mm. um the 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 people that you see in Parliament there are really, really just puppets for the masters that, that run the world economies, um, especially the bankers. So, so you know, this is this is just reality. So think of, think about what their interests are, and then you'll understand what laws will yeah, be good point. will be will be made into the future, and, mm. and it'll give you a much better understanding. And when and then you won't be able to look at someone like Scott Morrison and blame him, okay? Because while these people are, are traders to you know to our people, they're not they're not decision makers and they're not in control of making decisions. So just everyone needs to get that concept, you know, firmly in control in their mind that that what what's going on there. We don't have a senate. We don't have a lower house. This is all theatre, people. So the hidden hand runs the whole show. Mm. All right, Ethan, what do you reckon, mate, that will be the next thing on the table that uh, they'll lock down on us and, and use as a control method? What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, it'll be, it'll be interesting just to watch where Australia goes. Obviously, they're, they're talking about how they're modelling and collaborating with other nations and, and sort of following their lead. So, you know, if, if, if we end up like Italy with lockdowns where we can't go out and we're just force there you know screaming out it's fake from the <laughs> from the balcony yeah. again like in china you know all of these countries that are in lockdown or southeast asia where you have to be scanned to go into the shops and stuff it really just is it's it's really just training people for what the new world will be like the new world will be this type of regulation with facial recognition cameras with all of these things that we've been speaking about 
it's going to be a, a society of mass compliance and this is a mass compliance drill and as we said there's potentially some real consequences that come from it uh, max mass vaccinations is is one of them um, they've already spoken about stadium quarantines and mass vaccinations for you know um, as a as a response plan here in Australia and even some of the news that's come out this week not just in direct relation to this, but when you see some of the other things that are being introduced, supposedly not related, you know, if you take a look, tottnews.com, March 11th, published an article, police to detain and quarantine for coronavirus. So in South Australia, legislation is going through the parliament this week. Um, so that will allow police officers to detain you and quarantine you for coronavirus. And this extends from the biosecurity bill that was introduced in 2015, which, you know, we've covered on the website, which obviously, you know, thank you for linking to in that article, Lee. Um, the, the health.gov.au website has said that we're, you know, this is currently enacted for pandemics of this nature. So when you add now the state governments introducing laws starting with South Australia, you know, that adds some questions about, you know, where this type of thing's heading. So that was just last, you know, a couple of days ago, March 11th. On March 10th, and these are the unrelated stories, published an article, Calls to Further Expand Intelligence Powers. So this may seem unrelated, but think about it again. All of this is coming together at the right time. As Andy said, 2020 seems like it's just with the bushfires, with all of this stuff, it seems like it's just been a calculated response to enact all of these things quickly and, and promptly, and to get this new system moving in preparation for Agenda 2030. So this is more, this is, you know, they're talking now about the Australian Signals Directorate, uh, the, our foreign intelligence agency, to be able to spy on and monitor Australian citizens. So what does this mean in terms of the coronavirus and people that could be suspected of having a disease? Are they going to be monitoring us? And again, March 8th, so that was March 10th, March 8th, mandatory vaccines are set for healthcare workers in Victoria. So if you are a healthcare worker, a cleaner, a doctor, a nurse, a dentist, and uh, you are within that system in Victoria, you will now be mandatorily required to have a range of shots for the year. Now, obviously, this is continuation on from a few years ago with the whole no jab, no job they brought it into aged care sectors that you had to be mandatorily vaccinated. Now this is coming into hospitals. And so all of these stories relate. This is just within the last week. Mm. Three major stories that all, in a, in a way, relate, gentlemen. And it all relates to this basic theme of greater control, of people being trained to be uh, sub, you know, submissive, submissive and to be good little monkeys for the system. It doesn't matter if coronavirus is real. We're going to tell you it's real. And if, if we say that your neighbor has coronavirus, we're going to detain him. We're going to vaccinate him. And you're not going to do anything about it because you believe that this is real. So this is this is the general theme that's coming out of, of the aftermath. Will it get to these points? Is this the big event that finally kicks off all of the chaos for the lemming masses, which is, you know, I, I, I must admit it's quite it's quite funny to see. It's a bit enjoyable to see them all react like this. But is this the final event? I'm not too sure yet. We'll have to see in a couple of weeks. But from the way things are looking, um, it seems like this could be a little bit different, mate. So those are my thoughts. Nice. Um, one of the 
best things I took from that that I loved that you said the most was that this is a mass compliance drill. Oh, mate, nail on the head. Um, that's a perfect summation of what's really going on because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. It's seeing how we comply to everything that they're doing. You know what I mean? Gathering data. Yeah, yeah, gathering intel on, on on how to run these situations. It's good test ca- test yeah. case. and that's what that's why I've said I said that a couple of podcasts ago. I might have even said it in the last one when we were talking to Adam. That that's what it's about. It's, it feels like it's still a continuation of this whole drill. Like it's a test case to to run things um, with a few other you know tangents on the side that they can you know, push laws through and do what they want and. But it's, it seems to be like it's, this is still a, a drill. Uh, and like you said, a mass compliance drill. That's, uh, I quite like how you said that. I think it sums it up quite well. I personally mm-hmm. don't... Thank th- you. Yeah, you're right. No, no worries, man. I personally don't think that... In Australia, I don't think that they could get to the point where they could lock us down uh, You know, as a nation. I think... Not yet. I think we're too big and we don't have the manpower. Like in in a, in the US, they've got the National Guard. You know, they've got a few million people in the National Guard over there, which can actually help to do that. I mean, our own Australian active military is is less than a million, I think. You know and I mean, like we in our Australian reserve is quite up there, but um, we we don't have enough numbers to to lock but down. But that's why they're rolling out the fear. That's right, because so that's that, the control. Yeah, they're yeah, using yeah. that to control us. Correct. They can't use manpower. They yeah. need us to control ourselves through fear. Yeah. Which is working, mind you. And that's why I keep, I've been saying, I said this to Danielle the other night, my wife has said, you know, when I started saying that uh, we're watching the footy, footy, footy season only just started again, we're watching the Bronx play, and we're like, you know, it'd be good to go watch a game, blah, blah, and then she's like, well, you know, like next week, there'll be, we'll be watching empty stands in the fields, you know, like it'll just be TV only, and, and how weird will it be, while I'm talking about it, I'm going, I said to her, I said, people should just fucking turn up. Just turn up anyway. Turn up en masse and demand to, to go into the field. Just push your way in. What are they going to do? They're going to call the military on you? They're going to arrest you? There'd be th- tens of thousands of people. If they, everyone just went about their business as normal and just fucking ignored everything that they're saying, it'd be business as usual. Don't Stop fucking listening to them. You know what I mean? Like, stop giving them the power. That's what we got to do. Take that fucking power back. Stop listening to them. Turn off the fucking TV. Turn off the television. Turn off the, you know, and stop listening to it. Just switch off and go, you know, we're not listening to you, whatever. We're in charge here. We've got the numbers. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they should be doing. I mean, I wish people would be so passionate about, like, mandatory vaccination for the health industry would be, like, more productive. Yeah. Yeah, true story. But, but, you know, but, but yeah, you're right. Of course, General, you know. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. Imagine if everyone just went, well, fuck this. I, I bought my tickets to this game. I bought my tickets to this concert. And just, everyone just rocks up. Just push past the cops and say, fuck off, go home. We'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, we'll be fine. There's There's no drama. There's too many lemmings in this country. That's just it. That's just it. If we all kind of thought the same like that and, you know, wanted to take back this fucking country, then it would happen. But Mm. there's not enough of us. Too many of us just acquiesce and uh, we'll just follow orders too easily, which gives me the shits. Grow a backbone, Australia. Come on. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway. Grow That's how I felt about that sort of situation. Um... But anyway, final thoughts uh, for the just for the day in general. Ethan, anything else you wanted to bring up for this one? Uh, no, general. I think we've covered it all. We'll just have to see where where everything goes. Um, thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, you know, thank you for Di for that that great uh, uh, information sent yeah, through. She's a great supporter. Yeah, she's a great supporter out there. You know, there's some really great. 
I feel like there's a really good little community growing here in Australia. And, you know, there's always been alternative media here in Australia, but I think that for so long the, the scene in this country have been, you know, they've been taken away by too many personalities and too many websites that really aren't looking to create that community, looking to strengthen Australians, looking to connect Australians. I don't think that that's really happened. It's all been about fear-mongering and, and making money off of people and leading them astray and, you know, leading them down paths where they can't think for themselves and are just reliant on whatever this this person says. So then they, they're, they're trained in their echo chambers to parrot the information. I think that for the first time, you know, we're starting to really grow a community where, you know, like Di's a perfect example. She, she She's one and, you know, I have... I've got members of my site that say, you know, yeah, I'm a member of Kraz's site and, you know, I'm a member of this site. I just love supporting Australian alternative media. It seems now like people are really just starting to get involved and and with shows like this, with, you know, with the growth of everything that's happening, it's it's really an exciting time. It might be an uncertain time, but it's an exciting time because we're all starting to come together. And once you realise that the people are reacting like this, Yes, it might be because they're programmed, but because there is also a lot to suggest that, you know, the, it might not be in our best interest to try and awaken them. We need to connect with people that are like-minded. I think that's starting to eventuate. I think people are starting to realise that, you know, it's time to get away from all of that and, and try to find people that are at least talking some sense. So I hope with these podcasts, with our thoughts, that we're, we're talking some sense, even if you don't agree with everything that we say. Um, and you can see that we come from a genuine place. So that's my final thoughts for the episode, just to thank everyone, and, and you know, we'll see where this goes, gentlemen. Thanks, Ethan. Couldn't agree more. And I, th- I, I definitely think there's definitely a big swell of, of let's say, people waking up, I guess. They're, you know, they're sick of seeing the same shit and the same bullshit, you know, the crap and the fear coming out of the TV and the newspapers and whatnot. There's a, there's a much bigger cast of people that are now they're over it they want something different they want an alternative view and they want they're, and they're looking they're looking for us and you know when when the listeners out there and people who follow what we do are sharing uh our articles and sharing the podcast sharing uh ethan's work as well and what we're doing um then you bring in more people on board to our side of the fence so we, we rely really heavily on, on you guys out there to actually do that. Um, you know, we, I can only, you know, when I put an article up, I'll, I'll share it to a whole bunch of groups and into chat threads of wherever else I think it might be relevant. But, you know, there's only so much we can do. We really do rely on just someone getting share. When we put something up and they go, boom, share, share now, boom. You don't have to say anything, just share it. You know what I mean? Um, but just start conversations with folks and go, you know, well, I heard something different the other day that that's not the same as what we're hearing on TV, you know, and it kind of made sense to me. And then, you know, point them in our direction, you know. Um, we're not here to tell you what's going on, you know, to tell you how to think. We're just telling you to, to think. <laughs> we just want you to think. Stop, think stop, for yourself. Yeah, stop falling for the fucking bullshit from the TV and just start thinking for yourself, you know. And if you've got thoughts on things, and we want to hear from you. We love hearing from folks out there. We love getting emails. We love hearing comments and, and hearing alternative views on things. Um, and that's really what it's about. It's opening up those lines of discussion. Um, and like I said, we love it. We encourage it. Get on board. Help us out. Uh, Ando, I'll throw to you, mate. Um, any thoughts to wrap up? 
today's episode uh, of uh, look, number 10 on the coronavirus podcast <laughs> yeah well, like i've said that to a lot of you know a lot of a lot of the listeners before eat healthy drink filtered water um, look after yourself. You need to build your immune system, okay? Because the only the only way to true health is is through yourself, through your own immune system. That's the only true health. Immune immune systems don't get strong from uh, injectables or from any white pills, yeah. okay? Yeah. So, health doesn't come through a syringe. Yeah, correct. So uh, look after your neighbours. Get to know your neighbours. You know, like I think in Australia too, we've fallen into the you know an, a dark little system of of being very insular, get out there, know the people around you, uh, make sure your your family is is well protected. Um, um, get out there and help, uh, you know, like some people with this um, stupid like um, loo paper thing. If you've got some elderly neighbours around you or people who might be vulnerable, um, make sure they check on them. Make sure everything's all right. You know, like uh, you know, do you need this or or just just you know, let's let's be let's be human to one another because. Um, the systems that are uh, piling up against us sure aren't aren't human at all. Mm. So they want us afraid. Yeah. They want us with their doors yeah. locked and you know scared yeah. of everyone. Yeah. They want us. They want us all separated. So it's time to form little communities, get together with your neighbours and things. Make sure everyone's okay and and functioning all right. If there's anything critical out there, you know, make make sure people are looked after. And. Uh, that's all I've got to say on the matter, Lee. Good work, mate. Thanks again. Thanks, Ethan, for jumping on, brother. Appreciate it. We had a few uh, alterations to the day and time of the podcast. We were going to do it tomorrow, but uh, Andy Andy had a commitment he kind of forgot about, and uh, I was, I'm glad. It's all good. Yeah, I'm glad it's all good, everyone... fellas. I, I can't speak. I can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> 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 for everyone who's listening I, I was taking the piss out of Ethan when we were trying to set up this podcast for today because we were like I saw is everyone, everyone right for Sunday at midday even though we're recording on Saturday but and uh, Ethan's like yeah I should be I said I said uh, maybe set an alarm you know <laughs> just, just in case he's having a little snooze on the couch again oh that was hilarious uh, I can't blame you though mate you've the tireless hours you put into your uh, TOTT news, mate, you deserve to have a rest. <laughs> we are just ordinary people. Yeah, that's it. We're just we're everyday blokes like you folks out there. So uh, yeah. thanks, yeah, thanks again, everyone. Thanks, boys, for being able to organise this one today, and thanks, Ando, for coming around to to the General Maddox HQ. He's there at my place, and uh, we're just having a couple of beers, doing the podcast, and uh, it's good to have a chat with you. As always, love it. Um, looking forward to the next one. Um, thanks again guys and thanks everyone out there for listening that's uh, general knowledge podcast please do share and if you feel like uh, if you're feeling generous like die was die well done again thanks for donating um, send a couple of bob to ethan's way join up as a member um, roll up a fiver and throw it up the internet towards me if you want because that all goes towards you know subscription um, we've got to pay to host uh, the podcast on on podbean um, we've got to pay to host on wordpress and whatever else we do and every little bit just goes towards that um it doesn't sit there going off to pay my mortgage or anything it just goes to putting towards doing this that's for sure um because we love putting it together for you guys and thanks again that's a wrap boys thank you